Health Radio. Here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. Welcome to another edition of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. After smoking tobacco for 45 years, our next guest was diagnosed with lung cancer. He turned to cannabis oil, and nine months later, the doctors could find no evidence of his lung cancer. Joining us to tell his story is Richard Lusk in Washington State. Richard, thanks very much for doing this. We greatly appreciate it. You're welcome. As someone who smoked for more than four decades, in the back of your mind, did you ever think that one day you just might get lung cancer? Oh, yeah. Sure. That was always one of my big concerns. That's why I mean, I spent the last 20 years trying to quit. I finally did quit about two years before I was diagnosed, but no, yeah. It's a tough habit that's to break. A, yeah, that's the drug they should ban if they want to ban anything. Yeah, it's very, it's, it's, story. it's very addictive. Now, what were some of the symptoms you were experiencing that prompted a visit to the doctor? Well, actually, what it was was a uh, automobile accident. The airbag went off and Hurt my lung, thought that maybe I broke a rib, and so I went in and had a uh, chest x-ray, see if I broke a rib, and they found a mass in my right lung, and that was in December of 2013. Uh, had that biopsy, and it was malignant, and had the right lung removed in January of 2014. So... It- uh, the Other right than that, yeah, I never felt I never felt sick at all. I just it was a complete uh, fluke that I had, uh, thought, you know, I just broke a rib and had a incidental chest X-ray. Mm. What what went through your mind when the doctor told you that you had lung cancer? Uh, your mortality, you know, I'm going to die. Yeah, uh, a little bit apprehensive, anxious uh, because I'm not really feeling sick. I wasn't really that. You know, wow, it's, you know, I don't feel sick. I wasn't real, con- you know, I mean, I was absolutely concerned. I shouldn't say I wasn't concerned, but, yeah, I was concerned and anxious, I should say. Put my hands in his, his my faith in the doctor at the time, the surgeon. Yeah, we're going to treat this really aggressive. We'll, you know, remove the lung. It's just a spot there in that one lung, blah, blah, blah. No chemo, just remove the lung, and hopefully that'll be it, which I was hoping, yeah, that will be it. But uh, follow-up. CT scan three months later showed a mass on my adrenal gland and tumors in my left lung and nodules, and I very well couldn't have the left lung removed. Uh, they removed the right lung and started me on the uh, four rounds of chemo. What was it? The carboplatin and metrix. I don't know if those pronounced right, but. Heard about, uh, being in here from Washington, I knew about uh, cannabis being used for chemotherapy, right? You know, side effects of chemo. So I started making my own uh, cannabis oil pills for chemo side effects. And had very few, had very few. I didn't lose my hair or wasn't nauseated. I had a little bit of a rash. They gave me some cream to fix. Uh, but really no side effects except uh, relieved my arthritis and my foot pain, my diabetic foot pain. <laughs> and after... 
after two months, uh, two uh, treatments, you know, using the, the coconut oil pills, I found out about the RSO or cannabis oil with the pure oil and at the dispensaries here in Washington, because they were very informative at that time. Found it, it was easy, researched it online, saw, uh, what, Phoenix Tears, uh, several recipes on wine. Decided to do it myself, uh, easy enough, same with a rice cooker and stuff. I used isopropyl alcohol, meaning 99% pure with a water purge, and believe I got all residue and toxics out of it uh, myself. And anyway, I started that, and within 25 days of starting, the one gram in, uh, of oil a day, the very next scan showed, uh, so I'll read it from here, this study is significant for marked improvement of suspected lung malnasis and consistent with positive effects of therapy. That was 25 days after starting uh, one gram of uh, cannabis oil. And I'd already done two previous chemotherapies with two scans, and they showed no improvement, and actually uh, some t- some tumors grew. So in other words, the chemotherapy um, didn't help? No. no. Not, not in, yeah. I, did, I kept doing it because the doctor originally recommended four, and the first two, I just did cannabis-infused uh, coconut oil for the chemo side effects, and the scans showed no improvement. And then the first, then I started doing pure cannabis oil, and the very next scan, 25 days later, after starting one gram a day, showed significant uh, improvement. And then I only had one more to do, so I just went ahead and did the, the last one, and every scan kept getting better, even without the chemo. I only because I did more like six months of uh, cannabis oil after that. And every scan was getting better, you know, with no chemo. <laughs> wow, good for you. Were you um, ingesting it or using it as a suppository or doing both? In- ingesting it. I would make a gram and uh, roll it up into a little, uh, well, you know how most everybody, they got it in syringes and stuff. Right. I don't, I didn't like the syringes, so I kind of experimented around and, Originally used uh, whole wheat flour, mixed it in with whole wheat flour, and made it to like a tootsie roll consistency. Oh, yeah. roll, it up, roll it up into little snake rope type things, and then cut that into one gram pieces, and then pinch off a little bit each throughout the day, uh, leaving the heaviest dose for the nighttime. I mean, that's what I did. I find it a lot better, a lot easier to use than those syringes. And I used, yeah, well, like I say, originally I used uh, whole wheat oil, whole wheat flour. Uh, the best thing to use is keef. <laughs> that just increases the strength. Yes. Uh, anyway, that's what I do. I cut it up, make it into a tootsie roll consistency with whatever, sometimes dried up cannabis, sometimes keef, whatever. Can you explain to the benefit of uh, listeners, some listeners who may not know what keef is? Yeah, like me. No, keef is the pollen from the uh, cannabis plant. Uh, they have a special mesh uh, netting that they use to beat the it's the pollen, okay. basically. Now, was it difficult for you to obtain the cannabis? I know Washington State is a, a no. legal state. At that time, no, it was. I mean, it has been medical there for like ten years, but for yeah. at that particular time, it just came boom. I mean, I went to Kansas, and that's where I was diagnosed, and then came back like six months later, and it was like every corner there was a pot store. 
medical pot store, and that has changed since the recreation. But unfortunately, at that time, no, it was easy access to get it. I mean, I always was a cannabis smoker even before or since the 60s. Uh, didn't start using it for any medical reasons until I got sick <laughs> and then found out, wow, this stuff works good. <laughs> um, often... I say with, my, my, with my, my arthritis pain and my diabetic foot pain, I've been suffering from that for, geez, long time. And there was a side effect of taking the coconut oil, infused coconut oil pills that I found out it relieves that pain. But I continue to take those, have no pain in my hands or feet. Good for you. David, can you explain to listeners what uh, the coconut-infused cannabis oil, how you make that? Oh, me? Oh, yeah. uh, well, what I do is I have done a several ways, but my favorite, my method now is because I make the uh, RSO first. I just make the RSO and then take a gram of that and heat up a metal measuring cup of uh, coconut oil, like one cup. I put one gram to one cup and just heat that up and gently mix in the, until they melted and infused together in a cup of oil with one gram of pure you can then otherwise you, you can do it with the flour, you know the old uh, crock pot method and stuff with the flour, the cannabis flour, and put it with coconut oil and cook it for six to eight hours in a slow cooker, strain it that way too. Do you still take cannabis oil on a regular basis? Uh, yeah, I take one hundred milligrams of pure oil a day and eight to twelve cannabis infused coconut oil capsules, depending on how my hands feel, and if I'm working out in the yard or whatever. How do you feel today? Great. I'm like, I think for 65, uh, I feel wonderful. I'm, you know, I, you know, I have a COPD problem because I was a smoker for 45 years, uh, and actually I've found uh, there are certain indicas that relieve me, my COPD, better than any dilator, bronchial stuff the doctor mm-hmm. ever gave me. So are there some particular strains that you find effective? Uh, well, I used anything high THC for the oil when I was doing cancer to make the oil. The research says indica, but I just used whatever was the cheapest as long as it was high THC. The uh, smoke for what I use for my COPD, I find out the indicas are better than the sativas. They make me cough and a lot where the indicas loosens up the phlegm and dilates the Bronchial do is better than the sativas do for me. So after taking the cannabis oil, uh, you were taking it for nine months, and you were declared cancer-free. There was no evidence of any cancer in your left lung, since you only have one lung. Right. That's uh, right. Well, actually, the report says no evidence of uh, malignancies in uh, chest, abdomen, or pelvis. Completely gone. Completely gone. That's what it says in the report, Yeah. Yeah. And that's when I cut down to uh, doing 100 milligrams a day. That's a maintenance dose of the pure oil. I still do a maintenance dose of 100 milligrams a day. Now, does, so, the, very, does the COPD bother you very much? No, not any. No, not any more than it ever used to uh, because I was a cigarette smoker. I mean, yeah, it's a little better, worse because I only got one lung left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's pretty remarkable that you're able to function as well as you are with one lung and having COPD. I do, too. I do, too. I, you know, I've always been kind of surprised. I don't know if I knock on wood just lucky or actually 
humans need more cannabinoids cannabis than we ever thought we did. I don't know. Cannabinoids, I guess, mm-hmm. foundation is. Yeah, we did an interview last week with uh, Janice McKinn, who lives in the southern U.S., who was bedridden with COPD. She actually was on death's doorstep, mm-hmm. and uh, she started taking cannabis oil, and uh, now she's in training with her two kids to run a 5K race next spring. It's quite remarkable. Oh, great. Yeah. So, yeah, it might be the oil has a little bit to do with it, too, cause, uh, because I, I do still smoke, enjoy smoking it. Uh, but I just don't not like I used to. When you say you smoke it, do you do you vape it as well? No, I, I tried vaping it. I don't care for that. I just I got trying to get really uh, grind up fine and very small amounts. If you would like less than one poke at a time, a couple of three of those in the morning, get the lungs going, cough, and get well like I feel, and that's about it. When you, Not like the joints I used to smoke all day, you know, when yeah, I was younger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you uh, finished your test, the doctors finished your test and determined there was no evidence of of cancer, uh, what did the doctors say? Well, he never really said anything because I, I would always get my reports before I would go see him so I knew that uh, they were all good. And the only thing he would get, well, he wouldn't get mad, but he'd get kind of funny. Yeah, you're supposed to wait until I tell you this good news. You're not supposed to go in and do this right away. Uh, you know, that kind of stuff. He never really, I did ask him one time, because he did give me my marijuana card one to save me $100 instead of going down and doing it the other way like I had been doing it, and uh, saved me 100 bucks. And So he knew I was doing cannabis. But he, I did ask him one time what he thought, if it was the cannabis or the chemo, and he, he was the chemo. No, he said it was the chemo. He said, he didn't say, yeah, he says it's the chemo that, that did it. Yeah. Uh, he, I wasn't going to argue with him <laughs> or tell him the fa- what the facts or anything because he was a – these doctors, I mean, I really – how condescending they are to, you know, to people. I mean, they think we're complete idiots that I don't know my own body uh, after 60 years of living in my body that I don't know <laughs> what's going on. And I don't think they know either, and that's a lot of guesswork. I know it is – they just, you know, hope they hit the right spot sometimes with their – Completely into the pharmaceutical companies for whatever kickbacks and stuff I used to get. Uh, I got stories about doctors I could tell you of being uh, opiate pushers that would make your blood curdle. <laughs> yeah, Richard, Washington is has had uh, medical marijuana, medical cannabis for a number of years. How much does mm-hmm. it cost you a month to make your own? Oh, a month right now? Uh, well, on, it doesn't cost much because I don't take a gram a day. But in that nine-month period, I've, I've spent close to five to $6,000 uh, in cannabis flour to make that amount of oil to take a gram a day for nine months. And it was the best money you ever spent? Well, yeah, I mean, the, it was cheaper. I mean, I wish insurance paid for it because one shot of chemo was $12,000. And I did that four times. Yikes. <laughs> And I mean, I didn't have to pay for it because my insurance company did, but for one shot of this Permetrix or whatever it was, it was 12500 and some dollars each time I went in. And I did it four times. Uh, so $50,000. And I could have done the same thing. I believe if I would have known what I know now, I would not have let him take out my lung. I would have done canvas oil for at least a month or two first to see if it would have reduced the tumor. Uh, but... Hindsight's twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, Richard. This this may sound like a stupid question, but I'm just wondering if the fact that you 
can feel the 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 fact that you don't have your right lung. Uh, I, yeah, no, it doesn't feel any different not having it there. I was kind of one or two. Uh, I, I don't run marathons, that kind of stuff, you know, and I never did. But no, actually, no, it it, it doesn't. Uh, so as it stands today, you're perfectly healthy. Some of the ailments that you had previously uh, as a result of taking cannabis are relieved or have gone. Right. And cannabis is working extremely well for you. Right. Yes, yes. Uh, boy, I mean, I hope I can tell you this in another 10 years or five years. You know, I don't see any reason uh, why they were withholding it from us as much as they, they are uh, we get some scientific studies, it'd be great. I think they'd find out a lot more than we already know. I just know, I feel it works for me. I mean, the the, the doctors don't, uh, or the one on a college don't. I do have one thing that I kind of, I sent my sample away to a genetic lab, and, because I tracked all my costs for insurance, and I, you know, when I'm terminally, uh, was, you know, diagnosed terminal, they cover 100% of everything, right? Mm-hmm. if it goes to the right labs. And I got a bill. I didn't get the bill. I just got a notice from the insurance company that they were only going to cost, call I'll cover 70% of this one test they sent off to uh, Foundation Medicine, I think the name of the company was. So I asked the doctor about it, an oncologist, about it. he says, oh, don't worry about that. If you ever get it in, just don't pay it. And I thought that was kind of strange. And I researched this company as a what genetics uh, lab where they... Genetic sampling work, mm-hmm. <laughs> something. So I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Another thing about doctors, I don't know. They aren't telling you everything they know. In Washington State, because uh, cannabis is legal now, both recreationally and medicinally, have you noticed a change in uh, the attitude of doctors or and the attitude of the general public towards this plant? Oh, yes. Yeah. My biochemist was, he was, you know, accepting of it. He wasn't going to give it any credit, but he was accepting of it. Uh, other people I've known for years, uh, yeah, it's lost its stigma. I'm not much with my grandchildren around anymore as I used to be. They always hid it from them. Uh, they're getting older enough, and I'm educating them enough to where I feel a more comfortable them knowing uh, the facts. How did yeah, your How did your family feel about you uh, going on cannabis? <laughs> oh, my ninety-one-year-old mother thought I was great. <laughs> Good for uh, her. She was to be the she'd be the worst last one to be. You know, hated because she was like you know I was one of them gateway drugs. Uh, blah blah blah. When we were hippies and kids, and because I wouldn't cut my hair. <laughs> but when I told her what I did, she's wow. She was all for it. I was really surprised. <laughs> Well, when your she grandmother told all her friends tells, tells all her friends, <laughs> good for her. Well, when your grandmother was born, cannabis was legal. Well, yeah, my mother, yeah, my mother. No, not my grandmother, my mother. Yes, it was. Uh, oh, they, your yeah, mother. Used, okay. Yeah, in Kansas, they used to grow it up there. Yeah, wacky tobacco. They said the animals would get into it and get all stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, Richard, do you talk to other people who have uh, a similar problems to yourself? Uh, yes, similar and others. Uh, my wife, she suffers from her hereditary angioedema, which is just a swelling of the body in different areas for whatever weird reasons. It's, she uses the cannabis-infused uh, oil, which relieves her pain. Uh, another friend of mine just 
that I turned on to it uh, was using cannabis oil infused pills I gave him to for blood pressure, and his doctors cut him off his blood blood pressure medication now because he doesn't have high blood pressure anymore. Uh, another guy has prostate cancer, and he's talking to me about wanting to make oil, and which I will help him do if he makes that decision. Yeah, it's a very uh, magical plan. I mean, as Corey has mentioned many times, it's not a panacea. It may not work for everything. But we were talking to a gentleman in Ontario yesterday who has a friend who had MS. He was uh, incapacitated from the neck down, and he now plays in a band. I mean, it's just some of the stories that people have are just absolutely remarkable. Yeah, the epilepsy seizures and stuff they have for children. I, you know, I mean, it's a fact. I wish they would have started uh, studying this, you know, years ago. We wouldn't would have helped, but yeah, we'd probably all be in a lot better shape now. Yes, it's getting legal now. The hopefully we can get federal approval with, uh, and that's all that needs to be done right now, so they can do their banking and stuff like that. Because it's so much easier to go to the, a store and get it, and you can know the quality, and you know if it's been used insecticides, well, you got to trust them, but they do inspect that stuff. Instead of meeting, you know, Frankie at the bar and see what he's got in his trunk, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, Canada is uh, going to legalize marijuana next spring, and I think the only other country in the world that does have legal marijuana, a cannabis, is Uruguay. So we will be the second country in the world to do it. And well, if all goes as planned. Yeah, that's yeah. right. The whole country. The whole country. country yeah. Well, that would be great. Yeah. Well, we're gonna, we'll see how this all rolls out. It, it needs to be studied. It need, it's helped me. I, I tell everybody. I mean, I'm not going to make anybody do it or tell anybody. I just say, this is what I did. It helped me. Here's my reports. I'm not, never felt sick. I'm not sitting all shriveled up. I've known several people that have passed away from cancer, and it wasn't pretty. No. Yeah, no. Richard, anything you'd like to say in conclusion about your remarkable story? Uh, THC, cannabis oil, kills cancer. Great. Yes, it does. Richard, thanks for doing this. Uh, we appreciate it very much. much. Welcome. Yes. You're very welcome. Thank you so much, Richard. As anyone who smoked knows, it's extremely difficult to quit smoking. I started smoking when I was 11, quit when I was 21, so I smoked for about 10 years. But when I quit, I was smoking two packages of cigarettes a day. That's about 40 cigarettes a day. And the reason I quit was because I was experiencing chest pains, and I thought, that's a troublesome sign, so I just threw the cigarettes away. And the thing that bothered me the most about quitting was I loved the smell of cigarette smoke at the time. And it took five years for that to dissipate. But here's a story on the website Medical Jane, citing a study of the correlation between low doses of CBD, cannabidiol, which help people actually quit smoking. It says, most people would agree that cigarettes are harmful to one's health, but quitting smoking can be troublesome for a number of reasons. A major cause of difficulty is the common occurrence of nicotine addiction. That being said, studies have suggested a link between nicotine addiction and the endocannabinoid system, the latest of which suggests that cannabidiol, CBD, could be of assistance when trying to quit smoking. A team of researchers from University College London published a study about this a couple of years ago. The research team used a double-blind, placebo-controlled model for their study, which consisted of 24 participants, 
12 male, 12 female, between the ages of 18 and 35. In order to take place in the study, participants were required to smoke, on average, more than 10 cigarettes per day. That being said, they must also have expressed a desire to break the habit. Participants were asked to record the amount of cigarettes they consumed during the week prior to treatment. After baseline testing, they were split into two groups. Each group was provided with an inhaler. One group received CBD, and the other received a placebo. They were then instructed to use the inhaler whenever they felt the urge to smoke. During the course of the treatment week, participants were asked to record their inhaler use and the number of cigarettes smoked in a journal. Additionally, participants were asked via text message to rate their current level of craving once per day. According to the study's results, the group receiving cannabidiol CBD treatment experienced a significant reduction in the number of cigarettes smoked. The same cannot be said of the placebo group as there was little to no change. According to the research team, craving is often used to indicate the potential for relapse. Cannabidiol CBD was found to reduce cigarette consumption without causing craving levels to rise, which the researchers referred to as a potentially encouraging finding. Of course, more research will be necessary to determine whether CBD is a viable treatment for nicotine addiction in a clinical setting. This study is limited in that it only included 24 participants. Furthermore, the results relied on self-reporting and should be taken with a grain of salt. With that said, they suggest that CBD, cannabidiol, may be of benefit to those who want to quit smoking. According to the author of the study, CBD may be effective in reducing cigarette use in tobacco smokers, which is good news. And that's it for another edition of Cannabis Health Radio. You've been listening to the Cannabis Health Radio podcast. Visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to PodConnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Infused, a cannabis talk show, is a -a one-of-a-kind look inside the cannabis industry. Meet the amazing people who make cannabis businesses bloom as they join host Nick with Francesca and Mike for creative cannabis conversations. Get an honest look at the business of cannabis, including trends, best and worst practices, products, education, and advocacy. Whether you're kind of curious or running a cannabis, Infused has kind of conversations that count. Infused is available on YouTube and is now streaming as part of the PodConnects Network. Network.